Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam Harris. And I'm Kim Montague. And we're here to suggest that mathematizing is about thinking and reasoning. It's about creating and using mental relationships. We answer the question, if not algorithms, then what? In last week's podcast, we shared one cool thing that mathy people do. Today, we'd like to talk about a few more. Yeah, we'd like to share three things that we found that mathy people do. So, number one, they notice and wonder. Number two, they double numbers, and alternatively, they have numbers. And number three, when they come upon a problem, they see what they can do, the relationships they can mess with, before they ever think about picking up a calculator. Now, to be clear, when we say mathy people, we mean that everyone can. But some of us have that friend who enjoys messing around with number, who plays around and talks about math like it's fun, like it's a puzzle. And so the point is, when you typically think of a mathy person, what they do, how they think, we want to sort of share some of those things today, um, because then we can all become mathy people. We don't think that it's uh, that there's a math gene, only some pe- certain people can do it. All people can be, but we need to know what those things are so that we can develop them, and then we all can sort of be that mathy person. So what are those things? All right, so Kim, I want, to start us, <laughs> I want you to start us off today. Do you remember telling me, um, actually you were asking me about when I go jogging or when I'm in the grocery store. Yeah, I remember asking you, um, do you not mess with numbers at all? Like when you're jogging, you don't look at the house numbers and kind of consider like if it's prime or composite or like what the double of it would be or, you know, like how much of a percentage (laughs) of the time that you've been running. Or like when you're at the grocery store, you don't consider the um, price per item or how many pounds you can get for $5. Like none of that comes to mind. I mean, I, I would look at the thing on the grocery store deal to, you know, where it tells me the price per ounce or whatever. Or every once in a while, if it wasn't there, if the tag wasn't there, I could I could figure price per ounce. But I always figured the unit rate. I never did anything else to compare that that unit rate. So, Kim, no, because I didn't own anything. I didn't have relationships in my head. It was so funny to me that day because you looked at me like, like, don't you do that? Like, <laughs> like everyone does that. And I kind of had to, I was chagrined a little bit. I had kind of had to admit, but, but I had to think about why I didn't. Um, I had yeah. to think about it for a while. And I came to the conclusion that you had so many more, and this is a while ago before I had, at that point where I had little numeracy, 
um, you had so much, so many more connections in your head, so many more mental relationships that it was fun for you to play with. I didn't, I didn't have anything yet. You have to have stuff in order to play with it. Yeah. So another one of my favorite stories that you've talked about as with you and your boys and you guys were driving. Do you remember that one? So I wonder a lot, right? Like when I'm running or whatever. And because I wonder a lot, I I feel like I also do it aloud in front of my kids. Um, And ever since they were little, we've played what apparently they call the wonder game. Um, Only I didn't know that that's what they called it. Um, One night we were driving to my husband's station and my youngest said, hey, let's play the wonder game. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you know, where we just kind of wonder aloud about three things and then we pick one and solve it. (laughs) And I didn't realize that it was a game to them, but apparently it was. And when you told me about that, I thought it was brilliant. I was like, obviously you have had this sort of um, tradition that you wonder aloud and your kids pick up on that. They hear what you're wondering about. And then you kind of choose one that, that sounds fun and you guys sort of solve it together. And so they, they like, that was a thing to them. Yeah. So that's, that's noteworthy that mathy people notice and wonder about a lot. And so if we can show people that that's a thing, we can help create that in other people. Yeah. So noticing wondering is one thing. Um, what's another? So I learned that another thing that mathy people do is they mess with doubles. They mess with doubles of numbers. Um, so when I dove into the research about how we could teach elementary math better, I was messing with sort of single digit doubles and I was learning that those were really helpful. I learned that kids can think about a most misfact like seven plus eight by thinking about seven plus seven, which a lot of kids know. It's funny. They don't know seven plus eight, but they know seven plus seven. So if they know seven plus seven, then they can use that to help them think about seven plus eight or they could use eight plus eight to help them get one less to get seven plus eight. And so I was sort of learning that that was a thing. (laughs) One day I was given a pre-cal workshop. So uh, I'm a T-Cube instructor. I I talk about the power of technology and we were uh, messing around with these gnarly functions and pre-calculus. We're using graphing technology to mess with them. And I just said something. uh, I said, Hey, do you guys know like the doubles are important. That like I guess it's like a thing that for for kids to know doubles. <laughs> this teacher in the back goes, "Oh yeah, like double thirty-five. <laughs> and I was like, "Thirty-five." Like it kind of blew my mind a little bit because I was totally just thinking about single-digit numbers and their doubles. And she said, "Oh yeah, double thirty-five shows up everywhere." And I kind of looked at her and she goes, "You know, like double three point five is seven. Double thirty-five is seventy. Double three hundred fifty is seven hundred seven hundred. And I was like, uh, "I mean, yeah, I get. Well, so interesting. I." I began to own that double. Oh my gosh, double 35 shows up everywhere. Like there are tons of times where if I recognize that double of 35, I can use it in a problem. So double with your kids. A thing that you can do to help create mathematicians in your personal kids or your students is to just randomly throw out a number and then mess with the doubles. You can ask your kids, how did you find that double? So so Kim, we'll play around, play along with me a little bit here. If okay. I were to say the number seven, what's the double of seven? 14. Well, what about double 14? 28. All right. How about double 28? Oh, gosh. 56. Totally. So that's a noteworthy sequence that I might ask kids because now they have a strategy for figuring seven times eight. If I can mm. think about eight sevens, we I just said double sevens, so now you have two sevens is 14. And then double that 14, now you have four sevens is 28. And then double that 28 to 56. If your kids are used to doing that double and they don't know seven times eight, they could quickly do some doubling and then they, they have one of the most missed multiplication facts. So Kim, double, I don't know, 21. 42. 
I mean, and that's a pretty easy one, right? Almost everybody yeah. can double 21. But brilliantly, that's a strategy for another most missed multiplication fact. If I don't know six times seven, six sevens, but I know three sevens is 21, double that 21 to get 42, and bam, you've got six sevens. So there's some really nice applications to knowing doubles. Um, let's get a little bit more random, though. Like I could, I could have some random numbers like double 17. What's double 17? 34. Hey, how do you think about that? Do you do you just know double 17 or do you actually think about um, it? Actually, no. I thought about double 15 plus four more. So because, double 15 plus double two. Ah, because 17 is 15 and two. And so if you double those pieces, then you can add them together. Nice. What if I ask you another random number like, I don't know, 49? Uh, 98. How do you do that? One? And that was double 50 subtract two. Oh, a little bit of an over strategy yeah. there. You're thinking about 49 is 50, double 50 is 100, but 49 is one less than that. We have to double it, right? So, mm -hmm. okay, cool. So double 49 is 98. Let's see, one more, one more random one. How about double 36? Uh, 72. Okay, how'd you do that one? Uh, I doubled 30 and doubled six. Which is a real so typical strategy that kids will often use, right? Could, could you have also doubled 35? Oh, there's that 35 uh, yeah. I was talking about. <laughs> so 35 doubled to 70. So 36 doubled is going to be 72. Yep. So part of what you want to do is not just ask kids to double, but then ask them how they're thinking about it and then share how they're thinking about it. It's kind of a mini number talk. We're kind of like talking about how we think about doubling problems. Yeah. So super. doubling is super important, but you know what else is really great? You can have numbers as well. It's a thing to find out how to half of a number um, double with your kids and then throw out a number and work on having as well. You can ask half of 16 or 27 or 150. How about if I give you some numbers to have? Whoo. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Ready? What is uh -huh. half of 64? 32. What about half of 72? 36. That one I just know. Yeah. How do you know that yeah. one? You know, I've just dealt with doubling 36 so often um, that now I just sort of own double 36, half of 72. But when you asked me 64, I, I actually thought about having 60 and having four. That's how I, that's how I have that one. All right, give me one more. Um, half of, oh, here we go. Half of 336. <clears throat> Let's see. That would be 150 and 18 is 168. Oh, and I just heard you talk about how you did it. <laughs> sure enough. So I did half of 300 is 150 and then half of 36 because you had 336. Half of 36 is 18. So 150 and 18 is 168. And you might be interested to know, friends out there, that um, I actually wrote down the number 336. And then I just wrote down 168, but you heard how I was thinking about 168. It is totally legal that when kids are finding doubles and finding halves, that for them to keep track of their mental thinking, it's okay for them to just sketch a number down. Even yep. if it's just the number itself can be yep. really helpful in helping kids focus on the number they're doubling or the number that they're having. So it doesn't all have to be without writing something down. We'll talk more about that in a future episode because both Kim and I feel really strongly about the use of paper and pencil judiciously when mm -hmm. kids are, are working, that, that it doesn't have to be that you do it all without writing stuff down. So just a little a note there. All right. So to recap, we want you to notice and wonder and help your students realize that it's a thing to notice and wonder. 
and also to double numbers and have numbers. And the last thing we're going to talk about today is your disposition towards math problems. So, Kim, when you enter a math problem, or really any problem, mm-hmm. is your first instinct to grab a calculator? Like, what's going on in your head? Oh, no. So my honest answer would be, do I have an opportunity to do some thinking? If somebody asks me a problem, um, my natural inclination is to think about the numbers and to mess around a little bit. Um, I want to see what I can come up with on my own before I ever grab for a calculator. And y'all, there are other people like that. That's why I created the hashtag math strat chat. It's a Mm -hmm. place where we can play with numbers and find enjoyment in playing around with numbers. So I'm going to shout out to Steve Hammond. He is the husband of a gal on my team. He's not a math teacher at all, but he enjoys messing with numbers. So he joins us on Facebook when I throw out a math strat chat question and we chat about it with the world to see how everybody's brain's thinking about it. And, and sure enough, Steve will show up and he'll have some great strategy. Now, sometimes it's not the main strategies that we sort of advocate we teach kids because he's just kind of messing around in his own head. And y'all, there are people out there that do that. And, and the, what we'd like to share with you in this podcast is we can all start to do that. We can all start to do this bit where when we run into numbers, a math problem, we can say to ourselves, how would I how would I tinker with that? Is there something I could play with with those relationships to be able to to find the answer? Steve obviously has a calculator in front of him. He doesn't teach math. There's no real reason for him to play with numbers except for the pure enjoyment of it. And it can be fun when we own enough relationships to play with. So if you're interested in becoming a little bit more mathy, you can notice and wonder. You can double numbers and half numbers. And when you come across a problem, instead of grabbing for a calculator, you can see what you can do before then. Yeah, excellent. So do you know somebody who plays with number? Who are the mathy people in your life? We want to hear about them. Yeah. We are inviting you to tell us about a friend who does mathy things, and we'll give him a shout out on a future episode. Also, if you'll like the podcast and give us a review, we'd appreciate it. That can help people find the podcast. We'd love to have you join us on Math Strat Chat, where you can hang out with other mathy people as they solve problems for fun. Check us out on our website at mathisfigureoutable.com. If you're interested to learn more math and you want to help students become mathematicians, then the Math is Figure Outable podcast is for you because math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figureoutable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.